Well, the Brewers still in first place in the NL Central. Disposing of the Cincinnati Reds once again. We'll get it to that. Hey, the trading deadline is moving closer and closer. Who's going to be staying on this team? What's going to be going on with this team by next Tuesday? Got to be better make some moves. And uh, the Atlanta Braves coming up this weekend. All that coming up. We've got a special guest on tomorrow's show. I'll tell you about that a little bit later on as well. Here on Locked On Brewers. You are Locked On Brewers. Your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody. Good to have you along here on a Thursday. Off day for the Milwaukee Brewers. Well-deserved for the Brewers. How about their dominance of the Cincinnati Reds? I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. The Reds can't figure out. They're trying to talk positive over there. The positive for them is they're only a game and a half behind the Brewers, but they have just owned. The Brewers have just owned the Cincinnati Reds. It hasn't been pretty at times. Doesn't matter. When you chalk up a, a win in that left-hand column, add one more one more point to it, uh, it's always a good thing. And the Brewers have been able to do that recently, and especially here in the month of uh, July. Yes, we're still in July. Chuck Freeman here, Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. As always, you download us on our various apps, uh, Google, Spotify, Apple, Amazon. We're all on all those major apps that have the podcast. We're the number one Brewers podcast out there because you guys out there, I list all the possible ways to get this uh, very show on my Twitter account, Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. And of course, we're every day as well, Lockdown Brewers on YouTube. Go to lock, just go to search, go to Lockdown Brewers, uh, search me, search Lockdown Brewers, hit that subscribe button, hit that little bell. It's going to alert you every time we drop an episode here on Lockdown Brewers. I've been Chuck Freeman, longtime sports talk show host here in the state of Wisconsin. Um, Worked for AP. I do work on Channel 4 as well in Milwaukee. So, And I'll be on the uh, Spectrum 1 roundtable a little bit later on uh, tonight uh, throughout the state. Um, the Brewers just got them covered in the series with, with the Reds. And, you know, for AP, I, I do both locker rooms, cover both locker rooms. And the Reds have been surprisingly optimistic. Now, I don't know if they're just BSing themselves, but the Brewers go out there one time after another and find a way to get it done. I don't know how they're doing it. I, I mean, on Wednesday was Tyrone Taylor, who's just having an awful season, blasting a two-run home run in the seventh inning because it was, your it was your typical 2023 Brewer game where zeros across the board, zero, 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 games zooming by, all right? And you're figuring what's going to go on, what's going to happen today with our favorite baseball team. Uh, you know, they're going to get to the bullpen and um, carry this a few more in, extra innings. Uh, Freddie Peralta was pitching great. They're going to waste another start from him. Nope, Tyrone Taylor hits that home run in the seventh inning. The Monasterio adds a tack out run in the eighth inning of the Brewers win 3 0. Uh, how about Freddie, though? Six innings, 13 Ks. He was talking after the game how he had everything working coming out of the bullpen. Everything. He said he talked to Contreras. He says he's got it all. He's got it all. 
Fastball Freddie had everything in his back pocket working for him, and he came out and he was striking out batter after batter, 13 Ks. And, yeah, for a while I was like, all right, is that Ben Sheets record coming into play here from like 19 years ago? I want to say 2004 either that or 2003 maybe that Sheets did that. One of those two years. It was my son's first baseball game, I remember, sitting in that second deck and watching Sheets just mowing them down. And Peralta was doing that yesterday, striking out every guy. Ellie De La Cruz, who I'll talk about here in a little bit, has uh, really did nothing against the Brewers um, once again, amazingly. But, yeah, Peguero got the win because he came out of the seventh inning. And then Devin Williams, who also dominates the Reds, got a got a save chance. But yeah, I mean, this game, amazing from a couple of different angles again, because these games are all following the same pattern for the Milwaukee Brewers. Don't score a bunch of runs. Hang in there with their pitching. Put all the pressure on their pitching. I just don't know this form of winning baseball if it's sustainable, I mean, can you really go on and win a pennant and first of all, win your division? Luckily they're in the worst division of baseball, which we've said, but is it possible to go on and continue to win with the kind of guys you've had in your batting order and the spots you're putting in them? I mean, for half of the season now, save for a couple of injuries, you've had Jesse Winker. You've had Jesse Winker batting in the heart of your order, most times batting second and batting 199. Finally, and we're almost in August, Craig Council has decided, yeah, his role is uh, going to be probably coming off the bench, or as he said, deeper in games. And He's given him a big chance. He's given Winker a big chance, okay? And now Winker's on the injured list, and we we found out, too, why he didn't pinch hit in Tuesday's game because he was on the injured list. But you're winning with Monasterio in the fifth-place spot. Now, he didn't come up Tuesday. He's, he, he popped out to end the game, but he delivered a tack-on run. He had two hits. He's batting 296. Abraham Torrell. Is batting sick. Abraham Toro was called up, okay, be, with Winker uh, on the injured list. He's the guy who was brought over here from Seattle in the Winker deal. Just is not a very, just not very good. He's, I'm, let's be honest, he's just not very good. They put him in the sixth hole and at first base. The Brewers are so weak at the first base spot. Abraham Toro, who's who's a third baseman, a second baseman, has to play first. Has to play first base at this team. Owen Miller later came in and replaced him at first base for defensive purposes. But Abraham Torrell, this is how this is where we say the Brewers need help when Abraham Torrell is playing first base for you and batting sixth. Again, no disrespect for him, but we're trying to win a pennant here. Okay. Tyrone Taylor got the start in his 159 batting average and hit home. A Tyrone Taylor. The Brewers are beating the Reds with Tyrone Taylor. Batting 159, smashing a home run in the seventh inning. Bryce Terang, two more hits. I feel like Terang might be heating up a little bit. But you look at the bottom three in the order. Tyrone Taylor, 159. Bryce Terang, 204. 
Joey Weimer, 207. And still, the Brewers ranked 27th in baseball in batting average and towards the bottom in a bunch of different other categories. They continue to win. Continue to win. Can you continue to defy the odds? They're not getting a lot of national publicity, and I get that. It was it was funny to see Joey Votto kind of clap back at Chris Russo the other day on MLB Network because apparently Russo said Votto and Grinkle, uh, Grinky are in the Hall of Very Good, okay? And then Votto clap back is you know, basically made, mocked um, Russo because they're in the small market. Grinky and has been in a small market most of his career, and Votto has in Cincinnati, and that's why they're in the hall of very good. But that may or may not be right, but I like the way that Votto kind of stood up for the the small market guy right there, and Russo just took it. Go search down that clip. It's on It's on Twitter. It's out there on there. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> kind of clapping back at the big market guys. Mr. New Yorker. All right, we're going to talk. By the way, Ellie did not have a very good series. Uh, Dominic Contrano, who uh, is from WTMJ, good work over there he does, uh, noted on Twitter that since De La Cruz stole home a couple of weeks ago on a Saturday afternoon, remember when he stole second, third, and home? Since then, Contrano did the tally here. Uh, Ellie was 3 of 29. Three for 29 against the Brewers with two home runs, 12 Ks. He did hit that long one on Monday night. Three for 29, 12 Ks. The Brewers pretty much shut him down. Yeah, three of 29. That is shutting shutting somebody down completely. All right, when we come back, what to do with Freilich? I saw something else on, on Twitter about that. Where, where should they play him? Uh, the Brewers, who stays and who goes? We'll take a look at the standings. Can anybody really challenge the Milwaukee Brewers and... Look ahead to the Braves as well coming up. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. Uh, we'll talk to you more about the, the platforms here in a little bit. A great new sponsor uh, coming aboard here is Ibotta. Ibotta, picking up burgers and hot dogs for summer barbecue. You already know you're going to do it, so why not get cash, cash back for it with Ibotta? It's officially summer, and the new season uh, means you get some new clothes. Why not make it? getting yourself some cash back, growing with each person purchase with Abada. Right now, Abada is offering listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the promo code MLB when you register. What is Ibotta? Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce, personal care, pantry goods. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what when you are doing the pur- purchasing. Either link your loyalty account Upload your receipt offer after you shop, and you're going to get cash back. It's very easy. You're going to go shopping. You're going to spend $200 with groceries, maybe three, $400, depending how your family is or how much you eat. Well, the average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. Man, that's at least a half a bag of groceries for a family or a third the way things are going. Right now, Ibotta is offering listeners, again, $5 for trying Ibotta. Just go to the App Store, Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, and use the promo code MLB, Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, Google Play, 
App Store, use the promo code MLB, and you are going to get cash back for your purchases. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you very much, everybody. All you everydayers out there for joining us here on Lockdown Brewers. I really appreciate it. You know, you follow me on, on Twitter right there, Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. The, the podcast platforms that we're on, Amazon, Google, Spotify, we're on all the major ones. Please, if there's a way on there, I'm sure there is, that you can um, you could download our app every day by getting alerted. You can download our show every day by getting alerted on that app. There's got to be alerts on there. They all have them where, you know, when Lockdown Brewers, when we drop it, you'll get alerted, so you'll be able to catch it. A lot of people ran a lot of fans. Just went to five of the six games on this past homestand. The Brewers and Reds and, and the Braves before that ran in a lot of great fans who follow and watch this podcast. And they asked me, too, if we're going to be doing this over the winter, absolutely we're going to be doing this over the winter. We're going to definitely be doing this over the winter because we got a lot of time once the season ends, but we got a long way to go between now and then. Ironically, somebody asked me uh, as I was going to the locker room yesterday, hey, Chuck, you guys will be doing this over the winter? Yes, of course we're going to be doing this over the winter. You know, there's winter meetings, there's trades, there's moves, there's analysis and all that. Absolutely. Brewer baseball doesn't stop in October. It goes 365. We'll be talking Brewer baseball with you throughout the winter. That's that's a sure thing. But also, you can get our show on Lockdown Brewers uh, on YouTube. Uh, just hit, go to Lockdown Brewers on the search. Lockdown Brewers, hit the subscribe. Hit the uh, like button there. It's going to alert you every time we drop an episode here on Lockdown Brewers. All right. The Brewers... Uh, in this division, they have a game and a half lead. We're going to talk about that small lead right now. Uh, we're going to also talk about the Braves coming up this weekend. Uh, Atlanta coming here. and oh, We're going to Atlanta. Uh, the Brewers uh, hosted the Braves last weekend. So we'll talk about that. And, uh, you know, a couple of guys who you should replace in this lineup. All that and more coming up next here on Lockdown Brewers. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. Your boy Chuck Friedman here. Thanks you, everybody, for joining us here on Lockdown Brewers on a Thursday. We're going to have a special guest coming up on Friday's show. We'll just say an old friend. We'll tell you about that at the end of the show here on Lockdown Brewers. Uh, I saw this on the internet. And by the way, thank you, Craig Kelso, for putting, putting uh, Sal Freilich back in the lineup on Wednesday. You know, he, he didn't play against the left-hander on Tuesday, but he was right back in there, right back in there, Contributing to the win again. Contributing to the win. Let me find my box score. He, he could, I, I believe he walked later in the game and scored. I think he scored on that monasterial base hit, if I, I don't recall. And of course, I, you know, I cannot find my my scorecard when I need it. And, and I was scoring the game yesterday, as I always do. We'll do something about that sometime down the road as well. Scoring games at, at Brewer games, which is which I think is. You know, I just think it's a habit. It's something that's it's a good thing to do. But anyway, um, and it keeps you involved in the game because it's easy to wander away from a baseball game, that's for sure. But a Freilich came through uh, and he was back in the lineup. But where should they put Freilich in the lineup? Now, I saw on there uh, Brewers Fanatics. Brewers Fanatics website said, uh, I didn't read the piece, but it said, should, about, should Freilich back lead off? Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. I know it seems like a lot of pressure putting on a player, but, you know, they're putting him in the fourth in the lineup. He's not a fourth-place hitter. I almost don't want to take 
I almost do not want to take Christian Yelich out. I mean, he's just been so good, especially the power he's had going to the opposite field. Going up, he's been great. Uh, boy, do you mess up a good thing? But then again, you're, you're talking about a lineup here that's not producing anyway. Would it serve him better by dropping him down in the order? You drop him down in the order so you get some ducks on the pond because the bottom of the order, as I mentioned, those three guys who were at the bottom of the order yesterday, you know, Terang and Weimer, God bless them, but you know, they're not getting on base. They're not producing. You know, Terang had two hits yesterday, but maybe they should think about moving Yelich down to the three hole since he's hot. Get him in a productive spot or two. You got him and Contreras batting one, two right now, but yeah, you, you hate to mess with Yelich, but he's a professional hitter. It shouldn't be where he's batting in the order. It's, you got to find a, the, the best way to get him to produce. And I think maybe moving him into the heart of the order. And, yeah, I'm with that. Maybe what, you know, Freilich, who's been your cleanup hitter, maybe move him to the leadoff spot. I'd be good with that. Hustling a guy who gets on base. Yeah, I, I would love to see Freilich. That was a great suggestion there. Freilich at the top of the order. Going forward, I would be good at that. And I, and I just said a little while ago, pressure. Well, I don't think the kid feels a lot of pressure. Uh, you know, he's right, the second day in, as a major leaguer. He was uh, in the in the four hole. His first game, of course, he had the three hits. Uh, I don't think the kid feels a heck of a lot of pressure. He seems like he's pretty mentally tough. Put him in the leadoff spot. You have nothing to lose. Put him in the leadoff spot. Drop Yelich down to three. Let him start producing some runs here. Uh, some of these hits. Uh, let him get. Let, let's put some guys on base for him. All right, the trading deadline is coming up in a couple of days. Uh, I was reading an article in the Journal Sentinel. I believe it was by Kurt Hogg. Might have been by Todd Rosiak. Both of those guys uh, do great jobs. But one of the two um, in Thursday's paper talked about, uh, we're talking with Matt Arnold about the possibility of moving guys. And Arnold's obviously not going to tip his hand. Says it's very busy. Now, I think the the question is, some of these teams are are they going to be are they in the race or are they out of the race? Now the Brewers determined last year that they were out of the race, so they did not make any moves other than trading Josh Hader. So they were sellers last year. The Brewers are definitely in. They're definitely in the race. They're not sellers, they're buyers. But with the expanded playoff format, those three wild card teams, all right, there might be. There's a lot of teams, I think, out there right now where a few years ago, where you had a hand, you had one or maybe two wildcard teams. You had that third, and everybody thinks they have a shot at it. Although the Mets came out and said, wait, we don't have a shot at it. Basically, they said to add a bat would be foolish, according to their owner, Steve Cohn. But uh, yeah, some of these teams, I think, are probably waiting to the weekend. You know, someone asked me, tweeted at me and said, hey, you know, the Brewers have not really uh, gone out there and made a move or as really as anybody. The Dodgers made a move last night. But I think two things. One is I think teams are still trying to decide, are we in or are we out? Because with, again, with the expanded playoffs, there are teams out there who might be thinking, well, let's give it the weekend. The second thing is, the price for a CJ Crone at this point or a Grychuk or whomever 
is probably a little high. Okay. And maybe teams like the Rockies are trying to decide, okay, let's hold on to these guys until we get the best available offer. I'm sure that's, I mean, that's what they're doing. But as we get closer to the trading deadline, okay, that price might start to drop a little bit because maybe a team doesn't get what it really wants uh, uh, from a player. Maybe they realize they're overvaluing their own player. Maybe for CJ Crone, they might want a few top prospects. And a team like the Brewers says, no, wait, we'll wait to the deadline. Okay. Deadline comes, Colorado doesn't want to hold their guy. They want to get rid of them. So maybe you get them at a cheaper price. Because some of these teams who have players with expiring contracts, it doesn't do them any good if they're not in a pennant race to hold on to these guys. Does not do it. And then you wonder, like the, a, a team like the Padres or the Mets, are they going to get hot? Do they want to become sellers? Also, because they have talent. Those teams got talent to become hot. Do they just hold on a little bit? I don't know. But I think that's why you don't see a lot of moves made as of Thursday. Because teams are deciding whether they're in or out. And still the price for the sellers is still pretty high for some of these, some of these guys around the market. But what's going to happen here in the next couple of days, maybe in the weekend, you know? One trade makes and another guy, and then maybe a team gets desperate. Maybe a team says, okay, or there's a bidding war for a player. That could happen as well. But there is no doubt, and I said this on yesterday's podcast, the Brewers need to be buyers. And if you do not help your offense at first, third, or or right field, Okay, Freilich is playing right field, but if you got another right fielder and you move some people around, okay, Monasterio should not be your third baseman. And your first baseman does not, and Rowdy is hurt right now, but should not be Rowdy Telez. Going into the postseason, Rowdy can come off the bench, just like Jesse Winker, okay? Uh, or in certain spots, you could play Rowdy. But Monasterio... Urias is not going to be part of this team for the rest of the season, I, I, I believe. I mean, just no production. How about Keston Hira? Should he be a part of this team yet? That's been a question Brewers fans have for a long time. I'll give you a reason why he's not on this team. That's coming up next in a quick look to the Brave series next here on Lockdown Brewers. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers, your host, Chuck Freeman. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, you everydayers out there, following us on the various platforms, Google, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and, of course, on YouTube. Download us, go to Locked On Brewers, hit the subscribe button, and hit that bell. It's going to alert you every time we drop an episode, Monday through Friday. We drop shorts, short ones on weekends as well, so always be on alert for that. Uh, was reading Adam McCalvey's piece from Brewers.com, our friend Adam McCalvey. And according to that piece, the reason why, one of the reasons why Hira could be still down in Nashville, even though he had another home run last night, is because his defense has probably gotten worse. It has gotten worse, actually. Uh, he was not very good up here defensively. And the Brewers pride themselves right now, pride themselves because this is the way they're winning, on pitching and defense. And adding Hira, when he's gotten worse defensively, would not be good. 
Okay. Plus, there's some doubt, I think, if he hit major league pitching. Now, they may come to a, a choice where they, a point where there is no choice that they may just bring him up here to try it. Maybe they try him at the DH spot. Okay. But defensively, according to this Adam McAlvey piece that I was reading last night, it could be that uh, here is defense, defense. Since it's gotten worse, the Brewers do not want any part of that right now. But again, for a DH spot, that might be a different story. But again, is he going to come up here and flounder around and waste more at bats on that DH spot? We'll see what happens. I, I think maybe a decision on that can be made after the trading deadline. Let's see what you got here the trading deadline. You got this division, a game and a half lead on Cincinnati. The Cubs, even though they're on a little winning streak, they're like six games out. No, you always got to watch out for St. Louis, who's like 11 games out. Pittsburgh in last place. The Cardinals have threatened a couple of times, but I don't think they're going to be. Well, I just never going to count them out. Um, the Reds being a game and a half out. Off day on Thursday. They're in L.A. this weekend taking on the Dodgers. That's a good thing for us as Brewer fans. Brewers are in Atlanta taking on the Braves. That's not a good thing at all. The Brewers did drop two or three to the Braves. And the Braves just got swept in a two-game series at Fenway Park against Boston. Boston, you know, they're probably not going to the postseason. And they took two straight, including a come-from-behind game uh, win on, on Wednesday. So the Brewers will line up like this. Now, as of right now, we do not know who's pitching for Atlanta. But for the Brewers, Hauser, Friday, Tehran on Saturday, Ray on Sunday. Burns will miss the Braves once again. But you had to pick your poison there. Do you have Burns pitch against the Reds, or do you have him pitch against the Braves? I was, I'm fine. I, I was good with him pitching against the Reds. So you can't complain about, well, somebody to say, well, how can we not have him pitch against the Braves? He just pitched against the Reds three times here in the last couple of weeks. Hauser, Tehran, and Ray Friday through Sunday. All right, boys. Joining us on the show tomorrow, Friday show, my former on-air tag team partner, Mike Wicket. We'll talk to Mike Wicket, talk some Brewer baseball with him. That's coming up on the show on Friday. I'm Chuck Freeman. You've been watching and listening to Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day.